I I will say I did go small business Saturdaying. Yeah. To like went to the, to the comic book store. I went and saw my friend. And I was like, "Danny, what can I what can I get?" And he was like, "You can get things." And I was like, "Oh, you have things here?" <laughs> That's what these I'm, are. I'm shocked. <laughs> I thought this was stuff. It's always nice supporting your local comic book store. Well, and I feel like that's one of the the really big takeaways of 2020 for me is shop local. Yeah. Because it's like in a normal year, it's still important. And in this year, it's like exponentially more important. Can you believe at the time of this recording, it is a week until Christmas Eve? Yes and no. It, it makes sense because of the calendar, but it doesn't make sense because it feels like things have gone way too fast. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely how it is. Yep. It's definitely like, yeah, you know, it feels like it should be the day it is, but it's also like, eek, how right. did it get to be this time? Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! Nope. No, no, no. No superheroes here. Just Jay and John. Welcome to the nerdiest podcast you'll ever hear. They didn't ask us. Well, welcome to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. I am Jay, and with me here, of course, is my co-host, Bear Lee Fitz. Cheers. I said the holiday 15, the COVID-19 ain't no joke, (laughs) y'all. See your little glass there. What was that you had? Uh, just some Elijah Craig small batch. Oh my gosh, I feel like I need to go pour me some. You can find it about anywhere. It's very solid. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I'll be right back. Cheers. And also with you. What'd you, what'd you go for? I'll just... Yeah, there you go. The microphone there. (laughs) I got uh, some Maker's Mark here. I got a Christmas present from them. That's nice. I I joined their they call it their Ambassadors Club. Ooh, fancy! And they sent me uh, they sent me playing cards. Oh, cool! Because they were like, yeah, you know, in this holiday season, if you decide to spend time with your family, you should have something to do. Uh, Here's the thing. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's whatever. Playing cards, yeah, playing cards. That's fun. That's always nice. It's 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 better than nothing. Which they didn't have. They didn't have to send me anything. So. Right. Learn how to do magic tricks. Yeah, like if I drink enough, I can make all those cards disappear. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'll be too drunk to find them. Hey. <laughs> Cards, what cards? I don't know what we're talking about. Anyway, back to my egregious opinions. <laughs> Speaking of which, this oh, no. episode is going to be a very interesting episode, a somewhat difficult episode, I think some people would say, because we are going to be reviewing 2020, <laughs> which, uh. saying it out loud makes it sound so much worse than what it's going to be but but we're going to focus on the positive that happened in 2020. Uh this mm-hmm. could be media related and then even some personal stuff. So we're just going to talk about the good things that happened this year. 
Sounds like fun to me. We've also got a boatload of Disney news, which is honestly going to take up majority of this episode, I believe, because holy moly, there is so much stuff. Yeah, it's been... So it's it's been what a week and a half, two weeks from when the, all this was announced to when we're recording. Yeah, and I still am having trouble digesting it all. I know there was even some stuff I didn't even realize until today. Yeah. So, but shall we jump right into it? Um, I think we should kiddie pool first. I think jumping into the deep end is probably not the way to go. Okay. But I mean, maybe like sit down on the edge and kind of plop ourselves in there. <laughs> Wow, Windows got really fancy on me all of a sudden. Uh-oh. We can't be having that. <laughs> yeah, they, uh... So I've got you... I got my screen split. So I've got you on the right side. And then I've got Audacity on the left. But then I went ahead and decided I'm going to open up this Disney stuff. And it splits my screen again. What? Into thirds. So now I've got you up in the little corner, right above Audacity. This is really cool. Oh, hi. Hi, Audacity. <laughs> that actually <laughs> looked really funny. John just waved <laughs> down at the camera to make it look like he was waving at Audacity. That's pretty funny. It's funny because perspective. Yeah. <laughs> which they can't see hate it for them well why don't we start out with um a few things that involve remakes we've got a lot of remakes that are coming our way here soon two beloved mm-hmm. disney properties have inspired high profile entertainment series in the development for disney plus the working title for one of them is beauty and the beast not sure what that means but it's going to be starring Luke Evans and Josh Gad, who was uh, Gaston and... And LeFou. Yeah. LeFou is the beauty and Gaston is the beast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> They're reimagining the classic Swiss Family Robinson. Please tell me it's like an update of Swiss Family Robinson. So it's like a bunch of millennials get trapped on this island and they're just like, ah, there's no Wi-Fi. And it's just like, (laughs) it's like the Swiss Family Robinson, but with 2020 issues. Please. Oh, that would be fantastic. I would totally be on board for that. And then additionally, we have Percy Jackson and the Olympians, which I'm okay with this because they started those movies, uh, the movie series, and they kind of trailed off. So there, it looks like they're going to be making a series for the whole book series instead of just the first two books, which is what they did before. So I'm kind of excited about that. Is that going to be... So I, I think I, I think we have the same article pulled up, actually. The D23. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it reads as if Percy Jackson is going to be a movie, and I don't know that I like that. I feel like I would rather it be a TV series. Yeah, me too, especially considering that it is... I mean, it's a lot of books. There's like maybe eight of them. I was going to guess seven, but I also haven't read any of them, so... Yeah, I don't... You know what? My son's got them in his room. I should go look real quick. Indeed. Indeed. 
Is that you simulating you walking to your? Yeah, I didn't go look. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I care, but I don't. Oh man, that's one of the mottos of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we're looking at. Uh, and Disney Television Studios is currently in production on four live-action series set to debut on Disney Plus in 2021. We've got the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Turner and Hooch, Big Shot, and the Mysterious Benedict Society. I'm hoping that that's just a society that's completely obsessed with Benedict Cumberbatch. See, I went I went a different way with that. I was thinking Benedict Arnold, but then it would be Hey Arnold instead. So it's like a Revolutionary War era epic, but with Hey Arnold betraying America. Or maybe they're completely obsessed with eating eggs, Benedict. Mm, can't imagine why. Yeah, I mean, it's not a. I. It's one of my least favorite countries in Europe. You know, I. The the nights are probably why people go there, but I'm not a big fan of the Holland days. That was, a, that was an eggs Benedict, and also the Netherlands joke for you. It says here it's based on the international best-selling book series with. Tony Hale and Kristen Schaal? Yeah, like a like a scarf, but spelled different. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about all this. But hey, at least they're giving us more content, because right now, honestly, I'm only here for Mandalorian and re-watching Rebels. Although I am watching DuckTales right now, which I really enjoy. I feel like if I were to actually like go through and explore the Disney Plus library, month by month, I would be like, oh, that's there? Oh, that's there? And I would just be like shocked at that stuff. I'm going to see if that helps with the sound. It looks <laughs> silly, but... Oh, man. Sarah's doing the dishes, and there's no other place to record in the house, so... Is Antonio in his room? Yeah. he's. I mean, it is 9 o'clock. He's going to bed, so. and... Yeah, we also got Hulu, because um, for those who may not know, Disney actually owns Hulu, too, um, for those mm-hmm. who weren't in the know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have announced that there will be another Handmaid's Tale season coming back for its fifth season. Additionally, Nicole Kidman will star in Nine Perfect Strangers. I want it, I want it to be like something akin to The Usual Suspects, when it's like a bunch of individual people come together for a heist but i don't expect that's what it is i doubt it yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't think so yeah i seriously doubt it now we've also got um for fx because disney also owns a lot of fox now yeah when they got fox they got the rights to fx stuff including the beloved always sunny in philadelphia which is being renewed for an additional four seasons I'll be honest, I my my most experience with Sonny is the the Charlie Day conspiracy gif. You yeah. know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, oh yeah. So that's that's it. Yeah. Um I it has a strong reputation, but I haven't watched it. See, that's one of those shows that I've seen clips on YouTube and that's the extent of me watching Always yeah. Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, I mean, th- four four additional seasons is quite the uh, vote of confidence, so that's nice to see. It is, which it's always been a pretty popular show, so I can I can understand why they agreed to that. 
They also announced that a sci-fi horror classic, Alien, uh, a series for mm. Alien, is in development. Ah, mm. Yeah, I don't know about that. I that makes me nervous. I don't know, because everything about Alien, to me, is the first movie and the second movie, and everything else has just been kind of there. I yep. guess even, like, you can you can include Predator in that, and it's like you have the first, you really just have the one movie with Predator that was decent. It wasn't good, it was decent. Predator, Predators, plural, that was good. I I can't say that I saw it. I saw Predator 2, the one with Danny Glover. Yeah. Let me tell you, that's a mistake. That was pretty crazy, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. 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 What? I don't know what the Stones is. Oh, it's about the Rolling Stones. Yeah, it's about the Rolling Stones. So they're starring gonna do a drama Keith series. Richards as himself. He hasn't aged in fifty years because he grew up looking like a handbag. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Seriously, though, like the man, ha- he has to be immortal. And then, and then I don't know what this, this last is... one is, but Shogun. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It says a there. It's kind of a, a remaster of James Clavell's. A, it's it's an adult a sweeping sophisticated adult series is is what the post says here set within feudal japan has my attention but at the same time like you gotta have budget for that man like you're going green screen you're going a lot of costuming it's an era that i enjoy watching i don't understand it but i enjoy watching yeah so i just i hope that it does well <laughs> now the probably some of the biggest news and actually some of the news that we posted on our Facebook page the most was about all the Lucasfilm, the Star Wars stuff. But first up, we've got confirmation that Obi-Wan Kenobi, a limited series, will be coming to Disney Plus starring Ewan McGregor. And Hayden Christensen is going to be returning as Darth Vader. Both the Honestly, series, that, yeah, what that shocked me. Uh, yeah, me too. Because I mean, obviously, if you're going to make a Kenobi series movie, YouTube short, whatever, <laughs> you would at this point necessitate you and McGregor. Oh yeah, for sure. And I feel like he would be. I mean, I don't, I don't know him, but just based on a few of the things that I've read. It's something he seems like he would be open to. Oh, yeah. And now, obviously, he is. But Hayden Christensen coming back is genuinely surprising because you wouldn't think that Darth Vader would be the biggest player in an Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Well, see, this is very interesting to me. And and I, I actually wanted to talk about this for a second because I don't really see how Darth Vader is going to be playing a part and an Obi-Wan series, because, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I could be, and, and this goes for our listeners as well, but I was under the impression that Darth Vader didn't realize that Obi-Wan was still alive until Obi-Wan was on the Death Star with him. A- am I wrong in thinking that? I don't know so much that I would think that vader thought obi-wan was dead as much as it is he was like out of sight out of mind like he had bigger fish to fry because he goes i've i've felt something something i haven't felt since and then it just kind of trails off 
of course, then you find out that they had a connection before he was Vader. It kind of gives that impression that Darth, that Anakin slash Darth Vader and Obi-Wan haven't been in each other's area for a very long time. So, well, I mean, the, the expectation that I would have is that Obi-Wan never left Tatooine until he left on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, that's the impression I get too. And that Darth Vader never went back to Tatooine because he has a very well-publicized opinion on sand. (laughs) It gets all over the place. Coarse and rough. Gets everywhere. (laughs) How did that not get best screenplay at the Oscars? It's a work of art. (laughs) Mind-blowing. Yeah, anyway, I just, I wondered about that. I mean, I, I guess, I guess they, it could be one of those things where you'll get to see some of the things that Vader was doing during that time, and then you'll also get to see some of the things that Obi-Wan was doing at that time, or could it possibly be flashback type of stuff? That would be more my thought, but I also don't know how, I mean, Hayden Christensen has kind of faded from pop culture consciousness. So I couldn't tell you how well or poorly he's aged. I can't even because tell you the for, last thing he was in except for Jumper. Like, that was the last a, thing I can remember him in. I remember that movie had a, uh, they called it the Jumper Cam. And it was a really, really, like, low-quality camera that they had at the, the College Football National Championship game that year. And they would use it to, like, splice together different angles of the same play. But, like, HD had just become a thing, and that camera wasn't. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh, man, the jumper cam is really killing the vibe of this game. <laughs> it's doing the opposite of what it's supposed to be doing. Like, I don't want to watch this movie because I want to watch this game. <laughs> Moving on, we've got two series coming out on Disney Plus set in the Mandalorian era. And it's Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka. I feel like I would like to um, pat myself on the back because didn't I call that with Ahsoka that it would end up being a backdoor pilot for a new show? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, yeah, you, we, we definitely I mean, were saying don't get me we, wrong. Even, we even said, oh, Thrawn could definitely end up being the big bad for the Ahsoka show and not so much yeah. for Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not an original thought. Like, I'm not unique in thinking that. I feel like it's incredibly predictable because Star Wars fans are like, oh, Ahsoka's one of the four best characters in this whole series, which is true. I'm worried that this is all going to be too much. Like, I know all this stuff isn't going to release on, like, the same day. <laughs> it's not like, you know, Star Can Wars. You imagine? Like, it's not like May the 4th, 2021 all of these are dropping. That's not how this is going to work. This is announcing the plans that they have for two, three, four years. Yeah. But it's still just like Rangers of the New Republic. Why will I care? It's got to feature Poe, don't you think? If it doesn't, it's a waste. But I also don't know that I want it to. I mean, he is one of the better characters of the, the sequel trilogy. But I also don't know that he has enough depth to carry a show well that's why i feel like this would be a perfect opportunity to bring him into the show because this show could give him depth i feel like he could be that shows ahsoka 
So it would follow the Mandalorian template of season one is all original characters establishing a baseline. And then season two is when they start kind of bringing in, you know, characters that you're aware of and, and people you know. Although hopefully they kind of do it more gradually than Mandalorian season two has. Yeah, instead of throwing it right at you. Oh my gosh, it's like <laughs> fan service 101. Like, oh, if they wanted characters, we'll give them characters. Additional new titles announced for Disney Plus include Andor, which is a series based off of the Cassian character from Rogue One, uh, which, John, you look like you're banging your head against the microphone. For this I'm trying one. to, but I'm also trying not to actually bang my head against the microphone because that's not how you treat audio equipment. <laughs> I just, I've never understood the appeal of Rogue One. Oh, see, I loved it. I thought it was like, great. In, in a vacuum, I think it's a good movie. But if you look at it in the broad scale of the Star Wars universe, they all die. Yeah. You, they all I mean, you die knew that the, from the beginning. The, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know it from the beginning. So why would you get attached to any of these characters? Why would you have any expectation other than, like, well, ultimately... The plan is going to be a success, but none of them appear anywhere else. Yeah. So, it's like going to it's like watching the movie Titanic and being surprised when the boat sinks. <laughs> yeah, but you still enjoyed it, right? You still enjoyed the ride. Not really, because I'm too much of a cynic. Oh. Well. I'm too much of a like. Oh well, you know, they're all gonna die. And also the the Donnie Yen character, I feel like was over the top. So he took away from the seriousness of the movie for me. Mm. Also, I feel like another thing, the whole movie was just to close up the one plot hole of A New Hope. Yeah. Which is why is there a why was there self-destruct a, a, button? Yeah. I was like, oh, it's because he was, uh, that's all it was. It was plot armor. I don't know. I liked it. And then um, we'll do Star Wars Visions is another one it's uh this one's going to be interesting it's actually a it's going to be an anime style cartoon um if if you've watched youtube at all uh there's been a few little shorts that they've been releasing i think they call it like something the galaxy of adventure or something like that and it's just like these little clips these little these little like one minute clips that talks about different star wars characters and uh that's i think that's the style that they're thinking of because it's kind of got that anime style but it's going to be uh, little short cartoons we've got a lando series which i'm absolutely here for yes for sure lando was like one of the only redeeming parts of solo we've got a droid story which it just sounds like Toy Story to me. <laughs> how many how many times is Star Wars going to try and make things centered around droids? Because I feel like it's it can never work. I don't think it will. Because if you try to center it around any droid other than C-3PO, R2-D2, or maybe if you stretch it, BB-8, it's not going to work. Yeah. Like, where are you going to have it be? The, the clothes iron little rc car from the death star you're just gonna center it around that thing yeah i don't don't know i don't know Mm -hmm. it's definitely i i feel like that might be one that's i could even see them putting that like on the um 
that part of Back Disney burnt. Plus that's for like the little, like the the toddlers. Oh, I wouldn't have thought about that. Yeah, I, I'm viewing all of these as if I'm the target audience. Yeah, so you may not be the target audience for a droid story. I low-key kind of hope not. Yes, I agree. <laughs> uh, and then the, the two more excited ones that that I, I saved because I know we'll have a lot to say about it is Star Wars The Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the trailer? I don't think I have actually. Oh my goodness. It's going to be so good. And okay. I just want to say you and I were exactly right. And it takes place while the clones are making the transition into the empire. And so they're fighting, looking for... To me, it appears they're looking for rogue Jedi. I'll be interested As to in, see. As in, like, they like they turned at Order 66? Uh, see, they didn't really... You can't really tell in the trailer. Okay. So it could be either way. Uh, given how much personality they have, I would be kind of surprised if they did. Yeah, I'm almost thinking because they were specially bred. Crafted. Crafted, yeah. That's a better yeah, way I'm of saying gonna, it. It's, it's a kinder word. Yeah. <laughs> because they were crafted in a special way, they may not have had that chip. But yeah, the trailer's awesome. Go check it out. Uh, okay. That one and for sure last, is on and our page. And the last one that you saved? And then the last one, the Acolyte. I think this is the first I've heard of this. So Jay, please, please introduce this concept to me. So the Acolyte, from what I've heard and what I've read... This sounds like the introduction to getting our first look at live action The Old Republic. You have my attention. Because <laughs> The Acolyte, I believe, unless I'm wrong, is a direct reference to... Is it Revan? Yes. Oh, that's so exciting. Yes, it is. I started playing um, KOTOR this year. And I was playing through the PC port, and the PC port is just so buggy. Like, it has, it's so buggy, it has me wanting to find my old Xbox if my parents haven't, like, donated it to a thrift shop. And playing it on there. Star Wars The Acolyte is a Star Wars television series currently being developed. The series showrunner, the show will focus on the emergence of dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. Oh, it's the High Republic. That's what it is. It's the introduction to that new era. But I could see them tying in some of that, the Old Republic stuff, to that. Maybe. Possibly. Because I'm not sure if that's canon. Is that still canon? Uh, Old Republic? Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't expect it to be at this point. Anything that was canon before Disney purchased Lucasfilm, I... I fully expect them to have reset because they want to make their own canon. Right. Now, um, as far as that's all the Star Wars stuff we have. Um, well, there's uh, December 2023, if you can think that far in advance. Oh, right. The next Star Wars feature film. So everything up until now is going to be, I would assume, a Disney Plus exclusive, whether it be a show or a, or a movie on there. But a feature film to me makes me think butts in seats. Like, back at the theater. And it is going to be Rogue Squadron, directed by Patty Jenkins of Wonder Woman. And I'm assuming that 
this is loosely based on the Nintendo 64 video game? I was thinking GameCube, but I think we're on the same page, yeah. Yeah. No, it's (laughs) it's probably the Rogue Squadron from... Aren't they in first in Rogue One, and then aren't they in other things as well? Yeah, aren't they in Empire Strikes Back? I feel like Rogue Squadron could be a Poe movie. Could be. Because... He he does his own thing. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that because if you think about the standalone Star Wars movies, you have Rogue One, which I think we've talked about in depth, and you have Solo, who is one of the more beloved characters in the franchise. And I again, if I don't think Poe can headline a TV series, I don't think he can headline a movie. Yeah, I don't know. So with this not being December twenty twenty three. You know, we have time to to kind of spread rumor and hear rumors and just kind of wait and hear out some of this stuff. And then later on, I think this is actually the last of the Star Wars. It says there's a Star Wars feature film by writer-director Taika Waititi in the works. Oh, you know Most famed for Thor Ragnarok. I completely missed that one. It's because it's not in bold. I missed it too. So I had to, I I reread it. That's how they get you. That's ab- that's absolutely how they get you. It's font, man. Now, as far as uh, Star Wars stuff, that's it. Lucasfilm itself, I, I don't know what they're thinking, but the studio is going to be revisiting Willow, um, which I actually watched not too long ago. Um, actually watched it with uh, a mutual friend of ours. It was just terrible. It was so bad. And I don't understand why they're even considering revisiting this. And it's not that it didn't have potential, because it had potential. It just felt like the whole movie was borrowing from... Like, there were so many different things that you could be like... You could literally pinpoint, you could say, Hey, that's like Lord of the Rings. Hey, that's like Chronicles of Narnia. Hey, that's like, and then fill in the blank. He stole from so many other things. It's like a like an unsourced fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. real. So it was it was not good. So I don't know why they're con- even considering that. Um, the the fact that they're not just considering it, but that they're like, it feels likely to going to happen. Um, it makes me worried for other like cult movies. You know what I mean? The arguably the most famous to me is a movie we both love is the Princess Bride. Yes, and I'm just absolutely terrified. It's going to be remade, and it's going to like destroy the reputation of that movie. Mm. So the more the more things are getting remade like that, the the more I worry about the beloved movies of my childhood. Yeah. Starts to scare you a little bit. But yeah, and then, um, of course, they said that the next installment of Indiana Jones is happening sometime. <laughs> Hopefully. Why? I, that's that's the better question. Honestly, at this point, and this is a very controversial opinion, um, I would almost rather them reset the mummy than reset Indiana Jones. Like, there's no way in my mind... Indiana Jones Indiana Jones is not like James Bond, right? He can't be anyone other than Harrison Ford. And I feel like there are enough people who have a like that strong type of association with that actor to that character. You would almost have to like inspired by Indiana Jones is this other completely different thing. <laughs> like you can't try and make someone else be Indiana Jones. And at this point, you can't try and make Harrison Ford be Indiana Jones either. No. 
He's going to so be I would in a almost, wheelchair. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like there would still be a way to make it exciting. Like, um, imagine, but I don't. imagine, imagine <laughs> Rear Window, but with Indiana Jones instead of Jimmy Stewart. Just this cranky old man with a whip in his wheelchair looking out the window. And he's but about I'd, to, I'd, he's, he's rolling across the floor, you know, he sees something happening. He's like, I gotta do something about this. And then he starts rolling across the floor, and then he gets to the door, and there's a snake. He's like, snakes. <laughs> he starts he starts wheeling around, and the music picks up, Bum. and then there's like, <laughs> then there's a snake, and he's just like, not worth it. And he goes back to the window. <laughs> and his, his housekeeper's name is Jacques, and he's like, I hate snakes, Jacques. I hate them. Yeah, yeah, you hate them. They're snakes. Okay, yeah. That's just my pet, Reggie. Oh, Reggie underrated star of that movie <laughs> that's what the indiana jones sequel should be about is reggie <laughs> just about reggie the snake who has a half a second of screen time five minutes into the movie <sighs> i was having a great day and then this angry man in a hat threw me into a river <laughs> um and then last they got on here children of blood and bone i don't know it's a a novel? You could convince me anything is a book at this point. I couldn't tell you the last time I read a New York Times best-selling novel. And it's going to be a feature film. Oh, man. And then it just keeps going. That- have you seen, speaking of it keeps going, have you seen those videos on YouTube when it's Smash Mouth All-Star, but it gets to the part and they don't stop coming and it just loops <laughs> for like 12 hours? That's I what it feels like. That. That's what it feels like reading this article. It's like... <laughs> And they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming, and it's just looping endlessly, because we are our at least my my MP3 file is forty six minutes long, and we're not even halfway down this web page. No, so we'll we'll just go through these really quick. Um, we've got Hocus Pocus two coming out. Meh, meh. Um, we got some re- reboots of Three Men and a Baby, cheaper by the it- dozen. And Sister Act. The remake of Three Men and a Baby only mentions Zac Efron. So is this going to be kind of a a Big Mama's House situation? Could be. Where Zac Efron is playing multiple roles? (laughs) That would be awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's the only way I will watch that movie. Well, Sister Act, uh, they've got being produced by Tyler Perry. That's... A A Medea Family Sister Act. Yeah. But that's far from all... That's what this article says. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, a hybrid live-action animated film starring John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. I will be seeing that opening day. I don't care what anyone else says. (laughs) Hybrid live-action with two of my favorite comedians. The only thing I want is a version for children and a version for adults. Right? Like, I want an R-rated Chippendale Rescue Rangers (laughs) Starring John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. Yes. Uh, We've got Pinocchio, directed by Robert Zemeckis and starring Tom Hanks. Ah, yes. The Forrest Gump sequel we were never expecting. Oh, gosh. Because because Bob Zemeckis directed Forrest Gump, and Forrest Gump was famously played by Tom Hanks. That's the only reference I'm making there. I'm not trying to associate them in any way. I'm trying to think of... Like, how do you make Pinocchio sound like Forrest Gump? You have Tom Hanks play him. Clearly, Tom Hanks is Geppetto. 
but that's what happens I in may Forrest not be Gump's a later real life. Boy, but I know what love is. But his nose gets bigger because he doesn't know what love <laughs> is. <laughs> Peter Pan and Wendy, starring Jude Law's Captain Hook, and oh yeah. Um, Do you know who this person is? No, Yara Shahidi. Shahadi. I'm probably butchering her name. Sorry if you're listening and I offended you. But she'll be playing Tinkerbell. Um, it looks like her breakout role was Blackish. I think is how you. I would assume. That I would assume Shahidi. But Shahidi? again, uh, that I'm might probably be wrong. I don't so. know. And then uh, Disenchanted, a sequel to the hit film Enchanted, with Amy Adams returning as Giselle. So from a from a language perspective, again, if any of the listeners are linguists, if the first one is called Enchanted, could you not have just made it called Dischanted? disenchanted no would you not if, if oh, the, dischanted. the prefix in i mean it's it's, it's a prefix unless right. it's part of the word itself in which case you can't do that but if it's just enchanted couldn't it just be like dischanted dischanted and if you're gonna say disenchanted if that's the case then shouldn't the dis have a little hyphen yeah disenchanted especially from a marketing perspective because then you could do dis in a completely different font and then the dash, and then just reuse Enchanted again. Also, can we backtrack for just a second and just say, how many more Peter Pan movies are they going to make? Because they've tried this way too many times, and every I mean, single time it fails. He he famously never grows up, so they could try them as many times as they want because the character doesn't age. Because we all know that the best live-action Peter Pan is Hook. Clearly, you've never seen Finding Neverland. That's You can't count that one. That's about no, the I author haven't. himself. I haven't seen it either. I was just trying to be like East Nashville. Oh, <laughs> get out of here. You're South Nashville. That hurt. Jay, word, words have power. <laughs> okay, South Southeast Nashville. Okay, there, I'll take okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, new live action. Uh, you know what? We're not, we're just going to skip that part. This is just, this is. I think, I think we could hit the high points with this stuff. Biographical films. I, I don't, I don't really um, care. I am actually kind of interested in a Greek freak movie about NBA star Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, mainly because I know how to say that name. You just uh, wanted to show off your skill. That's what it was. I did. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. It mentions in this next paragraph, Night at the Museum. And are they already like redoing Night at the Museum? Well, or is this like a... Well, see, this uh, is the only like, part of the article that like kind of made me confused because it says new li- live action biographical films set for the service include and then it's just the one the group is also developing new animated takes on titles such as diary of a wimpy diary kid wimpy the ice kid. age adventures of buck wild whatever that is and st- starring simon Pegg and night at the you museum know, so are they going to do an I animated would, night t- at the museum is that what they're saying i feel like that wouldn't work as well i don't feel like it would either also the the Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild, like that sounds like Buck Wild is a uh, <laughs> he has an occupation that we don't talk about because we're a family friendly yeah, podcast. That's, that's how I'm that's going what to I was thinking that. too. And starring Simon Pegg, like Simon Pegg is such like a nerd icon. Yeah. Oh, like definitely. that. Like it'll have my attention until I see like the second trailer, and I'm gonna be like, no, um, that's not for me. Oh man! And then presentation also included a preview of upcoming future films such as Jungle Cruise, Cruella, a prequel to The Lion King, and The Little Mermaid. So one thing about The Little Mermaid, they released the cast for The Little Mermaid. Uh huh. 
Do you want to know who's playing Sebastian? David Diggs. La- he was Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson in Hamilton. Oh. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. I'm very excited about that. I'm not so much excited for The Little Mermaid as a whole because it's not my jam. Um, I am excited, not excited, I'm intrigued by Cruella. I am because too. I feel like it's I feel like it's kind of with the the maleficent realm of remakes when it's kind of a reimagining from the traditional villain's perspective. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know that there's a way to redeem Cruella in the same way they tried to redeem Maleficent. No, I agree with you there. Yeah, that's kind of hard to do. Yeah. Well, we've also got uh, several animated shows coming out, or not shows, but movies. Uh, Some sequels that I think a lot of people have been really craving and really wanting to see. But we've got Baymax, which is a sequel to uh, Big Hero 6. Uh, we got Zootopia Plus, which, I mean, of course, they're going to call it Zootopia Plus because that's what everything is now. I mean, at the same time, that's the only one of these that's named Plus. That's so true. So I feel like that has to be relevant to some degree. So I'm going to defend that as a creative decision, and then I'm going to have to uh, own how wrong I was when it comes out. And then we've also got... Tiana. Tiana, Yep. Which is a sequel to Princess and the Frog. A movie I have not seen, so I think I pronounced that right, but I don't know. No, you're right, Tiana. Yes, I love being right. And then, I'm a little confused about this one. Oh, (laughs) Moana the series. I was about to say, doesn't that have a very uh, finite ending? Yeah. (laughs) Again, I haven't seen it, but I'm mildly familiar. Maybe it will go backwards when they were still traveling from island to island. I was about to say, how far backwards can it go? Doesn't it also have a distinct beginning? Well, uh, right, because then they also have... Hey, Sarah will know. Hey, Sarah, was Moana... Was that the... Wasn't Moana the girl in the show? They're going to make a Moana series. Well, how do they continue that? Where she's, like, the village leader. Oh... She said she's going to be the village leader. Sounds like trying to figure that out was one of their chief problems. <laughs> oh, that's right. They became voyagers again at the end. Oh, I thought they became Deep Space Nine at the end. You're on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about it is it's going through your headphones, so you're the only one. Yeah, Sarah has no idea that you're dropping puns left and right. She's going to have to listen to the episode. John's dropping a whole bunch of puns while he while you're talking. So as well as Iwahu. Yeah, that one's on you. I'm not. I'm not trying to pronounce that. I don't know what that is. Uh, which will be produced in collaboration with the Pan African Comic Book Entertainment Company, Kugali. Again, might be pronouncing that wrong. All right. Gosh. Here we go. Pixar. We got Turning Red and Lightyear. Which a lot of people are upset. It's uh, inspired by Buzz Lightyear. It's going to be based on the actual person as opposed to the toy. So Chris Evans is going to be voicing Buzz Lightyear. I feel like that's unnecessarily complex. I do too. Like I, I am excited for it because it's Chris Evans and I think he's incredibly talented. At the same time, I famously think they should just let Toy Story die. So it's like... 
are we going to get a light year movie and then in like five years we're going to get a Woody's Roundup TV series? Oh my gosh. And are we like, are we going to get something with the rest of the gang sticking straight to light year? I want to know who they cast as Emperor Zerg. All very good questions. I mean, I know who I would want it to be. I would want it to be RDJ because it'd be hilarious. The Civil War we all wanted. <laughs> that would be really funny. But you also, you skipped over Pixar's first ever long-form animated series called Win or Lose, which is a premise, like the the premise of the show, I'm not really super excited about, but the way they're going about it, I'm very interested in. An animated series coming from Pixar, their first, uh, in February 2023. So again, we have time to nitpick everything about it. Uh, The article says it follows a middle school softball team in the week leading up to their championship game, and each episode is told from the perspective of a different character, and that is fascinating. So it's like... It's like that scene from the end of Inside Out, when you see inside the emotions of the parents, but like, not that deep, but with more focus on each person. Well, it's like, uh, what's the movie that I'm thinking of where it just keeps going? Oh, Vantage Point. I was tr- I was trying to get there. I was like, I can picture this movie. I've seen it before. Vantage Point, where it keeps, yeah, like, the movie plays through, or the, the, the scenario plays through with one character, and then it rewinds and goes back to the very beginning and does it from the perspective of a different character. Essentially, yeah. 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 So we get a lot. There's a lot of yeah. a lot of stuff. Huh. Uh, they announced a lot of stuff that I was not expecting. They confirmed a lot of stuff, which was great. But they announced a lot of stuff that, that I'm seeing for the first time. So uh, one that is very exciting to me is Secret Invasion, starring Samuel L. Jackson. It is a, a known plot. I want to say it's a it's a Skrull invasion, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of bouncing off of the um plot dynamics established in captain marvel i imagine it'll be more inspired by the comic series than an adaptation so it's not like you can read the secret invasion story and know how everything's going to play out you'll be an educated viewer but you won't be able to predict it i don't think all the stuff that had already been announced they dropped trailers for they confirmed Haley steinfeld as kate bishop for the jeremy renner hawkeye series uh, uh, I didn't know that they had... Oh, that's big. For She-Hulk, they confirmed Tim Roth, which is the first MCU callback to the Incredible Hulk. Because in the movie that everyone forgets about, Tim Roth becomes the Abomination. And I mean, I I assume he's going to be the same character, but I don't know. Um, also confirmed Mark Ruffalo... Probably as a as a minor character, they, they I would I would expect they want She Hulk to be able to stand on her own. Uh, Moon Knight is a show I'm excited for. The dark, edgy vigilante with a cryptic past, basically like Marvel Batman, but like cursed. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I oh, I'm not. I'm worried. I'm worried. I famously don't like Guardians of the Galaxy too. And I feel like this is going to be more of that. I feel like it's going to be them trying too hard and they're going to overdo it. Also, personally, I feel like a holiday special is something you don't really announce. I feel like it's just like a surprise that you drop. 
especially not a full year in advance. Right. It's not like, you know, hey, we know it's, I think, I think D23 was on the 10th. So it's not like, hey, it's December 10th, and on December 12th, we're releasing this Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. It's like, no, it's 2020, and in 2021, we're in, <laughs> we're releasing this holiday special. It's like, do you realize how many things are going to happen between now and then? People will not care. Like, people will forget about it. It'll be out of their frame of mind, and then it'll release, and they'll be like, oh, okay, that happened, whatever. That's best case scenario. Mm-hmm. Announced a Fantastic Four movie. They did. That was some which huge I feel like, news. I feel like we all knew was kind of inevitable. Yeah. But it's still incredible to actually see it. They released new trailers for Loki and for WandaVision, but they released a trailer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And that, my friend, is what I'm so unbelievably excited for. It's like a buddy cop movie. And then but a TV show. They also dropped a trailer for the What If series. What If has so much potential. Because I have said for years that What If is the single most dangerous phrase in the English language. Because there's so much potential, both like for good and for bad. Like I'm a, I'm a notorious pessimist. So my What Ifs are almost entirely like negative scenarios. But What If, from a positive perspective... You can have, there's so much creative freedom if you just say, hey, what if this thing that happened, happened this way? Yeah. And you can, you're just exploring one-off plot lines of like, you know, what if Hydra Cap? Or what if, um, what are the other ones that they've confirmed already? There are some really famous what ifs. Yeah, they're doing the uh, what if Doctor Strange had been evil instead of good. That's one of them. Uh, he takes over the world easy they did a they're doing a what if it was captain britain instead of captain america and it was uh peggy right and then that one actually that what if in particular has a lot of other ones that kind of stem off of that so like you see like um like i think tony stark's dad ends up becoming iron man instead of tony so there's been like a few, uh, those are the only ones I can really see. And then there was one where uh, Captain America was a zombie. Oh yeah, what if zombies is a huge thing. So, but yeah, everything that's been announced is uh, officially, which a lot of this we already knew, but we've got Blade, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Eternals, Hawkeye, Loki, Shang, Chi, and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Thor, Love and Thunder, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, What If Armor Wars, which is going to feature um, Rhodey, and so he'll be coming back as War Machine, The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, a short series of I Am Groot, Secret Invasion, Ironheart, and Fantastic Four. Ironheart is something that I'm very intrigued by, but I feel like it has to be done well. So Ironheart, as just kind of a, a brief little little synopsis here, Iron Ironheart is the character Riri Williams, a fictional superhero who is um, I don't know that her her age is ever established. She's oh she's fifteen. She's basically like Tony Tony Stark, but smarter at a younger age, mm-hmm. essentially. 
So I'm really interested to to see how they establish that character and the other things that they try and tie in. I'm getting progressively more intimidated by uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because they they've said it's going to be the closest thing the MCU has ever done to a straight up horror movie, mm-hmm. and that's not my jam. Yeah, and I I'm getting the more worried I get about Doctor Strange too the more concerned I get about WandaVision because WandaVision is leading directly into Doctor Strange. Like, my understanding is WandaVision ends, Doctor Strange begins, boom, boom. So, it's going to hit the fan at the end of WandaVision. I feel like we can predict that fairly well. He's going to have to unhit the fan. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't know how else to dance around that. Yeah. He's going to have a lot to clean up. I, I also thought Blade was going to be a, a series, not a movie. No, it's going to be a movie. So that's that was a misunderstanding on my part, starring uh, Academy Award winner Mahershala Ali, who was, oh, what was his character? I want to say it was Copperhead in uh, Luke Cage yes. season one. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be weird. Yeah, especially considering that there's rumor that Charlie Cox is Charlie going to be, in... be Daredevil in the new Spider-Man movie. Which, I, at the same time, though, from what, from everything we're hearing, there's a good possibility that there's going to be some multiverse jumping. Yeah, some some Spider Verse elements is I feel like how I would describe it. Yeah. So he could just be Daredevil of that dimension. Could be. That's such an easy way to dance around things like recasting and whatnot. Yeah. Although, if we're establishing that, I kind of want to see the other two sets of fantastic four meet up with the new set and just be like this spider-man meme when they're just like pointing at each other they're just like you it's like you me you also what they have to do is for the newest sue storm every time they cut back to her scenes her hair color has to change where sometimes it's a darker blonde, and then sometimes wildly it's like inconsistent. wildly blonde. Yeah, that would be actually really funny. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like they would have to overdo that deliberately. Oh yeah. Well, like, like some scenes it's like almost green. Yeah. And some <laughs> scenes it's like jet black. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's like platinum blonde, and it's like, what are you doing? I'm going through a phase. All right, <laughs> we we were in space, and there was radiation. <laughs> like, let me let me have the hair thing. Yeah. Well, so yeah, so that was the um, Disney stockholders announcement. That's all the stuff we got to look forward to for the next five years. I think, actually, I think it was like up till 2024, so the next four years. I don't know. It's one of those things where I, like, I appreciate it, but then at the same time, I'm like, well, now there's going to be no surprises. No, there there absolutely still can be surprises, because... Even though something's been announced, when it's announced so far out from when it's going to be released, you have, you know, some of these don't even have creative teams behind them. Some of them don't even have, like, full cast behind them. They might have, you know, one, two, maybe three people associated with the project. But, like, some of this stuff, you're just like, oh, okay, I know a little bit about this. So that's really the the thing now is it's kind of wetting the whistle. It's like the it's like this Marvel media right now is like Golden Corral and the the stockholder expo was the salad bar. 
And I was like, you know there's more out there. You just have to finish your salad, and then you can go back. So eventually, we're going to get to these main courses. It's just going to take us, you know, we have to go through the appetizer station first. And I'm trying to figure out which one of these is going to be the ice cream bar for this metaphor. And I'm struggling because now I'm thinking about ice cream. Well, I hope you're still with us. Uh, That was a lot to go over with Disney. (laughs) So we're an hour into this and and that's all we've talked about. But uh, we did want to end with uh, talking about uh, the good things that happened during 2020. And uh, so we're going to go over our top three of overall things uh, that we feel like were some positive qualities that came out in 2020. Uh, for me, I'm going to go ahead and start off, if you don't mind. Go for it. Uh, first off, had Mario All-Stars came out on the Nintendo Switch, which was just nostalgia, made my heart happy to see um, the original Super Mario 64 and then Mario Galaxy it was, no, it was Sunshine. and Mario Sunshine. So all three of those coming out together in a one package deal. It was awesome. So for me, uh, this is going to go back to, I don't know when it, when it released, it was, I think it was February or March. Um, the release of call of duty Warzone, their much rumored and never confirmed battle Royale game. I think even up until launch, they never confirmed it existed. It was all data mined and rumors and, these are things we want to see things we want to happen uh it was cross-platform which is is such a fun thing for me as a gamer it is bridging games which has never happened before in call of duty so it it started as a tie-in for modern warfare and now it is um being tied into black ops cold war so it's functioning as a bridge between games and that's a really interesting concept to me uh, they just did the the crossover patch this past week, so I've played a couple of games, and it still plays pretty much the same, which is just a testament to how hard those people worked, and you know, with as much time as people have been spending at home, it's been an incredible uh, gameplay experience to, to have available, and then uh, I guess I'll do my second one, we'll just kind of serpentine it, so my second one is going to be the Disney Plus release of Hamilton. Like, we we have a whole episode on it. It's one of the more fun ones I feel like I've I've done. It's such a great, incredible watch um, that I don't think any of my coworkers have seen, and I'm very saddened by that uh, because there are a lot of references that I now make that they just whoosh over the head. Um, but it's it's such a such an incredible pop culture phenomenon that even though I'm experiencing it, you know, so many years later, I still feel like I didn't truly miss out on it because it got to have its moment again. And um, there are not enough things that I can say about about Hamilton. So uh, that is my second thing. Not in really any order. I guess I was more going uh, time. So my, my third one will be later in the year as kind of a teaser. So Jay, what was your second one? My second one is Mandalorian season two. Uh, And like John said, this is in no particular order. This is just kind of like, as I was thinking about the year, I went, Oh yeah, there was, and then I would write it down. 
Uh, so Mandalorian season two was just a continuation of something really great that we got last year. So it was nice to to get to have that, especially with uh, the pandemic going on. I know a lot of people thought that it wasn't going to happen, but it did. So it was very exciting to see that. And, I, and I'm excited to see where it goes, too. Okay, and then your third. Oh, right. Uh, and then my third is actually one. It's another video game, another Nintendo video game. And that's Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity because it's Zelda. Duh. And it's like so I've I've seen some of my friends stream it on Twitch and it's essentially Zelda Dynasty Warriors. Yes, it is. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean it is just you're just blowing through just a thousand different enemies and and doing it with very much ease. I mean it's not a problem at all. Uh but it it, it was cool because Breath of the Wild gave us a look at Hyrule that we've never seen before, and there was a lot of backstory that we didn't get. And so uh, this game kind of cleared up what it was that happened to to get Hyrule to the point that it was in Breath of the Wild. So it was really cool to get to see that. Okay, and then my third one is later in the year. I'm going to give a special shout-out uh, to a game that we talked a lot of crap about is uh, Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> uh, it's going to be an honorable mention because it did finally release, but I can't be too excited about it because it's so buggy. Yeah, like it's so buggy to the point that today, the day we're recording this, I got I received the headline that Sony has actually pulled it from the PlayStation Store mm. for the foreseeable future. Wow, because the the specifically the the console versions of this game have just been atrocious so good news it released but bad news yikes yeah so that's my honorable mention um but my third and final is new generations of things and by that i mean we have the new xbox we have the new playstation we have the nvidia 30 series cards or, well, we would if scalpers didn't write bots to buy them all online. Like, most people I know, either, like, people our age want one of these things for Christmas, or, like, people who have kids, their kids want one of these things for Christmas, and every single one of them has complained about how unavailable they are. Yeah. And even me, like, having built my computer this year... Like, yeah, I mean, a 30 series card would be cool. It would be more than, you know, I could handle right now. But I was just going to upgrade to, like, the next step up from where I am. And I think even that's going to be pushed back to, like, next year. Hmm. Because people aren't getting the new cards to want to sell their old cards. Right. And it's like, I want to be super excited about all this stuff because new and fun and shiny. But until the, the scalper situation is underway, obviously those are those are our top three things if you have a different top three or things that you uh think back you say you know this is something that i think you should talk about its impact on the year let us know uh we would love to hear from you but we also uh, more personally have some some highlights of our year that we want to talk about um so jay i have really really two of those i'll i'll lump those in together hand it to you to to finish us off so obviously famously 
Uh, it was a pandemic this year. I don't know if you heard. What? Uh, <laughs> this is news I know, to right? me. You were probably wondering why everything's been closed and you can't do anything. Oh, see, now it makes um, more sense. You know, spending so much time at home this year, I made friends as an adult, which is something that I say jokingly, but it's actually ludicrously difficult with having game watch parties for the soccer team through Zoom. Like, I hung out with people I wouldn't have ordinarily hung out with, and I made friends, and that's such an incredible, uh, fun thing. But also, through the pandemic, I was at home more, I built my computer, I started streaming, and I got Twitch affiliate. So, selfishly, that is a thing that I'm very proud of, even though in the grand scheme of things, it is very easy. And then, larger scale, outside of entertainment, I became an uncle this year. Congratulations! And, I mean, obviously, it's not the it's not been the most conducive year to to going and seeing my family because you know the the aforementioned pandemic but it's still something that in the in the future 5 10 20 years we can still look back and say oh yeah that is the lasting memory of this year and i mean i know that's exponentially more present for you well um my 2020 Kind of two things, just like you said. Uh, the first is that I started up a second job moving towards something that I really want to be doing, which is kind of doing private practice. So that has been exciting for me and has a, been an excellent change uh, and a positive change. So that's been fun. Uh, and then, yes, the second thing has been that we have, we brought a new life into this world. He is awesome. And just, you know, this pandemic has been going on and this virus is, seems to be destroying everything. But every morning waking up and looking in that crib and just seeing that smiling face, just like... I could I I couldn't care less about this virus. Like I'm just like this is just great. Uh and then coming home every night and seeing that same smiling face even if it is full of spit up is a lot of fun. <laughs> so and uh and then on top of that I know uh I know some of our close friends you and I both uh we've got some people that have had babies this year. Um few more we have found out are pregnant and we'll be bringing babies into 2021 that's really exciting too and uh you know i think it just is good to remember that life does go on this can seem like just an awful thing that's happened this year but at the same time it's kind of forced us to refocus on what's really important which has been really cool so you know it really is it's important to be with family it's important to have friends uh, and definitely not going to take that for granted anymore. Absolutely. That was, that was definitely my kind of vision behind, you know, having this segment, even if it is at the end of this, like massive, massive Disney news bomb, you know, like I, I mentioned during that bit is I'm typically direly pessimistic and I know that about myself and I, I'm not thrilled with it. So, you know, trying to, to sort through the muck that has been 2020 and finding these things to, to hold on to and say, you know, these are the things that we're choosing to take out of this year 
was something that I really wanted to do. So, um, Jay, thank you for indulging my lone optimistic tendency. Again, like I talked about with, with the top three things, listeners, if you have, you know, your best moments of 2020, if they're media, if they're sports, if they're just anything in your personal life that you're like, this is what I've been holding on to, you know, share that with us. We would love to be able to bask in your positivity as well. Definitely. Uh, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us. They didn't ask us at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash they didn't ask us. Uh, we do post uh, a lot of articles, uh, YouTube videos, uh, things of that nature. And then every now and then we'll pose a question to get people talking and uh, communicating with one another. So you can follow us on there. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us. They didn't ask us, uh, on there. We, um, not very good at posting on there, but we do repost a lot. So, uh, we're good to follow because of that. Uh, if you want to follow my personal page, you can follow me at the nerd is underscore in on Instagram. Um, I also have a Twitter, but I, I don't think I've been on there in like six months, so I wouldn't even <laughs> worry about that. I thought you were going to say years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. So, um, uh, probably don't want to follow me on there, but my personal stuff, I tend to post a lot about, uh, the, our new, uh, child. And, um, and so you can see that I put a little, every month he's got, He's got these awesome ties that clip that uh, they're stickers and they stick on them, but they've got a different superhero for every month. Jay, I can't believe you don't have your your he's four months now, right? Yeah, I can't believe you don't have your four month old in double Windsors already. Come on, man! <laughs> stickers. Yeah, uh, it's adorable, <laughs> and we usually try to make it look like a comic book uh, with like a little speech bubble, you know, saying "I'm four months old" or whatever. Uh, so yeah. uh, in- enjoy that, uh, and then you can also follow John. Yep, I'm uh, pretty much everywhere at jmuller eight three three two. Like I always joke about keeping the keeping the brand consistent. So all yeah, yeah. the time, all year long, that's me. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. that that's a wrap. Do you speaking of rap, Jay? What is something that you typically rap? You know, usually you rap some awesome, drop some awesome lyrics and a beat. Okay, but if there were to be a silent letter at the beginning, what is something that you would rap? A sandwich. A sandwich? That, that is a wrap. You don't necessarily... You don't wrap a sandwich. A sandwich is a wrap. Wait, are you... Are you... Are you talking about Christmas? I'm talking about Christmas. Are you talking about Christmas presents? I'm, I'm trying really hard to, and you're making it difficult. Oh my goodness. Are you saying we have a Christmas present? You know, I wasn't going to use those exact words. But since you did, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Do we have a gift? Our our listeners and people who take us with them on their everyday lives, they are such a gift to us. We decided to take a break from our regularly scheduled programming and give a gift back in the form of a bonus episode. What? 
And I, and I'm I know this is going to be perfect because especially like if we gave this present to them like on Christmas Eve, then they could listen oh, to that like while they're traveling or when they're just hanging out with their family that maybe they don't want to talk to. Or they could sit down Christmas morning and make their family listen to this episode before they open presents. Of course. Why not? <laughs> could you imagine the looks you would get from kids? You'd be like, no, no, no. We have to listen. Now, wait, boys and girls. <laughs> let's listen to Jay and John first. It's a Christmas tradition. We've oh, started man. a new Christmas tradition this year. Yes, we do. I, I think... The big man himself might be bringing this uh, Christmas present a little early. I think we can expect it Christmas Eve morning for oh, those wow. that might be uh, doing a little traveling over the holidays or maybe. And that and that would be Eastern Standard Time. Yes. Or is it or is it daylight time? I don't keep track of whatever that Eastern Time. US Central Standard Time. Morning. Yeah. Time is relative. Time is a construct, Jay, but that's a different discussion. <laughs> So yes, I, I do believe you will have something to look forward to. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. And we will see you very soon. But until then, nerd out. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Not done just yet. So I know some of you are probably wondering, now wait a second, guys, you didn't review Mandalorian at all. Yes, you are right. We did not. It's because that this episode was running way too long so we are actually going to put the mandalorian review for the end of the season so that would be episodes 15 and 16 they will be coming out on the wednesday before christmas eve so that will be the 23rd so be looking for this episode you'll notice it's going to be this episode part two where we review the last couple episodes of Mandalorian Season 2, because good gracious is there a lot to cover. So stick around, be back then, uh, and then on top of that, we'll have our Christmas Eve episode out on, well, Christmas Eve. So hope to see you then. Uh, Y'all have a good one. Thank you for listening to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, we would love to hear from you. You can reach the show by email at they didn't ask us at gmail.com. Whether you just discovered our podcast or have been a longtime listener, if you enjoy what we are doing, please take a moment after the show, give us a review, and also give us a rating. Tune in next time to hear more random nerdy thoughts and opinions from your new favorite podcast.